in this episode of Man vs. Marriage, the cute dog's back in the studio. Celebrate. I know I am. We're going to talk about working through some negatives in your marriage and how to do it. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? You got to live on purpose for a purpose. It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Merit, the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Man vs. Marriage. It is I, the recovering Q-diggeded dog from post-op in the studio with the hottest woman alive, my wife and Coach Rita. Welcome back. It's uh, it's great to be back, and I'm going to talk as much as I can before my incision tells me to stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> Which if you're... If you're Irish, you already have a greater capacity to talk anyway. <laughs> it comes in the blood. <laughs> it's just there. <laughs> All right, Coach Rita. So um, so this is a question that I wanted, I wanted to, I know I probably hit it a couple episodes back, but I just want to kind of like go full circle and come back around and ask you guys, how did you work through the negative? Like whether it be... Um, the negative dealing with how family and friends thought about, um, you know, the way that you were raising your kids with autism. I know there's a lot of, for lack of better words, ignorance out there when it comes to that. Um, when you have family and friends giving you their opinions um, and you don't quite agree with it. How did you guys, even, even in your marriage, how did you guys maneuver through these negativities that would come up? And um, how did you, yeah, I guess, how did you maneuver through that? Because I know we've shared and we've talked about it. And I think it's really important to try to give people um, an understanding of, because of, everybody has negative people. Yeah. And I know... You guys um, cleaned house and some really long relationships were severed. And um, so I just think it's just a good thing to talk about and be open about as much as you can be um, and just kind of share your heart in all of that. Because I know it wasn't easy. No, it wasn't. You want me to? You want me Go ahead. To? Okay. So that everybody knows. Jeannie and I are sharing a microphone, and my mobility is not perfect yet, so <laughs> hopefully the, the sound is good. I think, I got to tell you the truth, I think it goes all the way back to when we first first ever got together. Um, I was a youth leader at a church, mm -hmm. and uh, Jeannie didn't fit the mold of what the people a part of the youth group thought I should be <laughs> associating myself with. Wow. I had no idea. They just told her, but they didn't tell me. Ever so kindly. And um, it was interesting because I had, and it's and a matter of fact, we, we've been to counseling with three people now that I think about it because when we were dating, um, Jeannie took me to an old pastor of hers in Palmdale. Mm -hmm. And we started talking about it. And it's like I, I had no idea that my friends 
um, thought that she was such a bad influence on me or wasn't right for me. Isn't that what? Well, they all had this um, idea of who you were. They all had you on a pedestal because you were this boy who came from the Bible Belt and you were, you know, he, mm. he was the... Um, he was the one that they would put themselves up against. So he was, he never did anything wrong. He never said anything wrong. He always abided by the rules. It's like, you're a good church in, boy. Yeah. Well, yeah. In <laughs> church terms, he never sinned. He was always a good boy. And for me, you know, I came in with tattoos. I came in, I don't, not near as many as I have now, but, um, and I didn't shut up. If I didn't like what you had to say, I let you know I didn't like what you had to say. Quincy did not do that. Quincy didn't rock the boat. Quincy was, was um, the mediator for a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. But he was also, because he was a youth leader, everybody kind of put him in this pedestal. But nobody knew his past. Nobody knew anything about what he had been through growing up. He and I were getting to know each other. So I was learning these things. And as people were kind of putting him up here, it's like, you know, they, one friend would say, you know, they, they had a beer at a party and Quincy and I showed up at the party. So everybody's trying to hide the stuff. And it's like, don't tell Quincy I had a beer. What does Quincy care if you have a beer? <laughs> like, really, what what is he going to do to you for having a beer? But I was the person that said, so what? You had a beer. Big deal. That was like, oh, my gosh, how could you possibly say that? And you're dating Quincy. Because I drink. Hello. Mm -hmm. Right. I don't, you know what I mean? It was like weird stuff that just didn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And I, I mean, I even had some, some friends of mine that were not on board with Jeannie. What, you know, when I, I had told him we got a certain way, you know, a certain place in our relationship that I was going to give her, I was going to ask her uh, to court. I was mm -hmm. going to ask her parents for permission to court her and give her a ring. And one of my friends that I was super close to was like, I don't know if she's right for you, man. I don't, I don't agree, you know, with this relationship yet. Couldn't give me any reasons. Wow. But didn't agree. And eventually I just, I chose her and didn't invite him to stand up with me in my wedding. And I kind of, regret it a little bit because I should have taken him to task more. Mm -hmm. But in the sense that if you don't support this, then you don't, then you shouldn't be a part of it. And that, you know, that was just one. I mean, that's a situation. And did you want to say something, honey? Mm -mm, I'm good. And then, I mean, you even get to the place where, you know, when you're getting married, it's supposed to be about, to me, it's supposed to be about the bride and what mm -hmm. the bride wants. Um, it's not about what I want. And so we chose our wedding colors. Well, Jeannie chose our wedding colors. <laughs> and you would not believe the amount of controversy from my friends, well, our mutual friends and my family that came along with the dresses. The color of the dresses were just... Even my even my best friend and best man at the time was kind of giving me a lot of heartache over that color. the color of the dresses. Okay, so just out of curiosity, when did I need somebody's permission to choose who I'm going to marry? Why do I need your permission to choose my colors? 
But it doesn't matter because whether you want it or not, they're going to tell you whether or not you have their permission. I don't work well with that at all. Quincy for a long time was very easy to just, let's just figure out how to compromise. Let's just figure out how to work it out until it came to, um, it's us or them. What, what, what do we choose in this? You know, it, it, the wedding dresses was just one of those moments of like, who really cares if you don't want to wear it? Don't be there. It's, it was okay. We, we finally came to that agreement, but he had to step in and say something just to squash an argument over a color. Wow. You guys, you guys definitely were up against some, um, very opinionated and very, very, um, much people who felt as though they had say you you have some people we have had people in our life that felt like the matriarch or the patriarch and it's like whatever they say is supposed to be you know this is what's supposed to happen you're supposed to do whatever makes them happy and I came into this relationship I don't fly that way my house (laughs) didn't work that way my family didn't grow up that way okay we're I, I could I beg to differ. There is disagree with that. Well, if you look at it from the flip side, we're very much about ourselves. We mm-hmm. do it our way. I'm going to do it my way. I don't care what your way is. Mm-hmm. That's how my household grew up, and it was everybody for themselves. The only person that we didn't do that to it was because we were trying to stay out of the firing range. But um, I didn't. I didn't come into this cowering or you know okay yeah sure we'll do whatever makes everybody else happy yeah at at one point just with the dresses and the wedding alone it was like one of my family's family members was the mob boss and i and i had to i had to make some explanations on why it was this way right and the person i was talking to about it was like that is not that's not how this goes and i said that's how this is going to go for me because this is my wife and this, you know, and this is before any coaching or right, counseling right. or anything. It's like, no, she, this is the woman I'm, I've chosen to spend the rest of my life with. I'm sorry. It doesn't go this way. I'll go talk to that person directly. If it's necessary, I was too dumb to know any better. You know, just I'm, I'm Young. a hard, I'm a hard headed right. Irishman. And that's, you know, my, my dad kind of does things the same way. Um, but it's like we we had that kind of adversity where it was friends and family. From the get-go. From the get-go. And then we did it to ourselves. I did it. I nearly did this to us because uh-huh. in the faith that I was a part of, I grew up in the Church of God, and it's really strict on down to what people can <laughs> wear. I don't fit that mold at she all. She does not fit the mold. And <laughs> we almost, we almost didn't get married because in in the Church of God, part of the membership is women can't wear pants. His dad met me wearing sweatpants, by the way. That was, you know. <laughs> it's it in and it's like I was I was willing to walk away from her because of that issue. Wow. And I, you know, it was almost over, but then thank God I came to my senses 
all so, over pants. All over pants. Yeah. I mean, it's, whew, it's hard hitting, you know, it's hard hitting and you're afraid. Um, and then, you know, if you go from there to her side of the family, mm-hmm. had some problems with me and Jeannie kind of fed into that from an old way. And, you know, she did some talking behind my back that I wasn't proud of. Mm-hmm. That was hard for me. And then there was more parts of my family that had issues. And and then there was a really good friend of mine that would say, you can't allow people to make decisions in your marriage and then try to make decisions in our marriage. Or send my husband to come fix my issue that this person had with me. He's, he's supposed to correct me. Oh. Bless his heart, he's supposed to correct me. Good luck with that. And <laughs> you know what it... Those first 10 years were extremely, extremely difficult in some areas. Aside from sexual molestation of our children, aside from autism, aside from seizures and shunt revisions, and, you know, aside from having to, you know, during, through that sexual molestation, having to talk to police and nothing happening to the babysitters that did this because right. my kids were too young to remember dates and times and things that happened. And, you know, not to mention that my health wasn't great mm-hmm. then for different reasons. And there's just, a, there's a, a lot of people that will help you for a price. And there's people that will help you, um, so that they can kind of talk crap about you. Right. Or there's those that will help you if you do it their way. True. That that was probably, um, that was one of the ones that we dealt with a lot. And, and people who kept telling us why things were happening to us. How we were doing things. There, there were those that were churchgoers and it was like, you're not tithing enough. You're not doing enough. You're not serving enough. That's why these things are happening. Okay. To all y'all, forgive me, but that's crap. I don't buy it. I never have. And I pretty much squashed my theory of letting church people help me because all you're doing is bringing more crap to my table. And Mm -hmm. I already felt bad enough going through what we were going through. Right. Um, We had other people that wanted to come in and change everything. Like come into my house and change my house, change my routine, change how we did stuff with the kids, how we did stuff... You're supposed to cater to him. No. (laughs) No, that's not what we agreed to. We agreed to cater to each other. You know, there there was a lot of... um, I was expected to be a certain way by a lot of different people. And everybody had a different way they expected me to be. Right. Same for him. And we were joking around talking about conversations I have with friends. And it's like, I have some friends who are married and she has the things she does. And he has the things that they, that he does. And they get together once in a while and they're married. Okay, cool. And she makes fun of me and teases me all the time because (coughs) I'll ask him, do you mind if I go do this? Right. Do you mind if we, you know, if, if my friend and I go somewhere, it's foreign to them that we have that relationship. Right, right. Because I should be able to do what I want. <clears throat> I can do what I want. I'm a grown woman, but <coughs> I'm responsible to somebody else besides myself 
at least to make sure, you know, what we're doing, where I'm going. Right. It, it, I don't know. There was just a lot of So how did you guys, him. I mean, just listening to you, you guys really had a lot of adversity. You had a lot of um, voices, uh, a lot of white noise going on there. It's so loud. How, how did you guys maneuver yourself through that without coming against each other like come you know what I mean like we we did we had a couple of times where we did um I allowed some of my family's opinions to govern you know what they're right you should be doing this and you you do do this and you do do that and it came back to bite me in the ass because I was getting advice based on what their marriage is not based on what my marriage is. To this day, I'm still getting the same advice from the same person of, well, he'll go back to his old ways. But if he does, he corrects it immediately because he knows that's not the road we're traveling anymore. Right. But it's hard for people when you're changing and you're doing things so different to look at you and go, yeah, okay, that's, that's temporary. It's going to go back. It's not. If you know my husband, when he flips that switch, it does not go back. Right. Well, and I would say, I would say this too, you know, as hard as life can be, life can be really good. Mm -hmm. And sometimes life helps you sort things out and starts moving people (laughs) away from you. Yeah. And there were people that, um, moved away or that we, that we separated ourselves from Mm -hmm. that kind of caused us to rely on each other it like forced us right to get closer and to communicate more and after that happened and then we started doing some of the counseling got you involved as a third party it's like we finally just had to decide what what do we want in our marriage what has to what has to come first? Whose voices are allowed to speak into this? Right. Um, and if those people aren't in lockstep with how we want to live our life, that doesn't mean that we don't get feedback. Right. But if those people are speaking, A, against my spouse, um, they do not deserve my ear. If the if those people are trying to control and manipulate, I don't care how long they've been around, they do not they do not deserve to speak into our life or be a part of our life. Right. Whether the man- manipulation is your time or how your wife should act when they show up, or how it, or money or whatever the case might be, right. we kind of got stripped and it was the best thing that could have happened to us because it forced us to come together Mm -hmm. and then it was like it's us this is how it should be and of course there's things that you know you it's always like you go go to your mom for advice or go to your dad for advice don't do that um (laughs) there's not in a marriage don't do that there's things that you should go to your parents about and talk to them but you shouldn't, and this is my personal opinion, you should not speak to your parents about your marriage um, 
because when you come over and you complain and you talk about this person, that's how you feel in the moment, but you don't feel that way forever. But that's their kid. So now, no matter if you make up, you both let it go, now they, they see you as this person. So true. And it and, and that was that's something that, you know, on my side and her side that affected our marriage and our relationship. And then you hear the things that your parents say. Mm-hmm. And it muddies the water for what the truth might be. So we, you know, life helped us weed some people out. Mm -hmm. And then we decided that we, we needed to, we needed to put us first. Right. And that was hard because we were kind of, there was people in our life that would go from one drama to the next. And we were a, we were a pot full of drama that they could suck dry and everything became about them. And then we started living our life and structuring our life around what their drama was. And it was ugly. It was so ugly. But I mean, you know, we, we can depend on people too much and burn them out, especially during that time. Right. Um, but I, I hope I'm answering your question. I hope Jeannie's answering your question. We had to identify the people that were the source of negativity mm-hmm. in our life. And sometimes it's the people closest to you. Right. That's the hardest. We yeah. had to decide. We, first of all, we had to choose us. Second of all, we had to decide how much negative is okay. Because you are going to have things. You're of not, course. You, you can't get away from all of it. There are things that are going to happen. Um, and there are people that, you know, I I would go to certain people in our life. I'll... I'll he has someone in his family that I wouldn't normally talk to about just anything, but he had a long enough marriage, even though I I had my own stuff. Right. He's seen enough and done enough that I trust his wisdom to tell me if I'm full of crap or if this is something that's worth it. And the way that um, he talks to you, he always goes to the positive side of something. Mm Mm-hmm. He doesn't just let you filter out whatever you want. It's like, okay, you got it out of your system, but now, now what? Right. Those are the people you want, Mm -hmm. not the ones that are just going to feed into whatever it is that you're spewing. We all have to vent. We all have our moments, but choose wisely because the ones that you vent to will also be the ones that are going to mark your spouse. I mean, I have friends that are close enough to me that if I said Quincy's dead to me, that was it. He's done. And, um, you know, of course I would never do that, but it's still knowing your limitations. I'd win you back. Yeah, you probably would, but we (laughs) still have to, we still have to come to that point of deciding between each other. Like there were certain behaviors that some friends had with their own spouse that didn't bother him, but it annoyed me. It bothered me so much that I couldn't be around them anymore because it was starting to affect how I felt being in a room with them. And those were conversations. They're hard conversations, but it's like, look, I don't want to be around this anymore. This is what I feel like around this person. And then we have to have the discussion. Do we pull back? Do we cut them off? Do we have a conversation with them and let them know? And those don't always go well. Right. But you have to decide what's okay, what's not okay, what's acceptable with my kids. What do I want my kids to see? Mm Mm-hmm. 
you know, I know you're talking marriage, but you have to take that into consideration. My kids are going to learn whatever I let in my house. And they're going to see everything that I'm seeing. And if I'm not responding to it or I'm letting it be If you're okay with it. Exactly. I don't want my kid growing up that way. I don't want my girls to feel like they have to fit into somebody else's box. Mm -hmm. I don't want my son to have to walk into a room and have somebody say, well, he doesn't look autistic. And him think, well, wait a minute. So I have to behave a certain way. He can't. Even if he wanted right. to, he can't. Right. So, you know, I mean, we had... We had those talks of what do you think when we meet new people, how do you feel about this person? What was your take on the conversation? You know, and both of us are usually pretty good at gauging something and being like, "Mm, is this okay? Is this not okay? But you also have to be willing to speak up. In the beginning, I didn't tell him a lot of the stuff that people brought to me. Mm -hmm. I was getting hammered left and right with each pregnancy and Some of it was my family. Some of it was his family. Some of it was friends. But nobody would tell him. Isn't that funny? Huh. It's it's odd. I mean, another another thing to look at if you're looking for some examples from us um, about how you strip away the negative, you you have to really listen to what people are saying, Coach. And if you have people in your life if you have guys in your life that are part of the woman haters club <laughs> right or if your if your wife has people a part of her life that are part of the man haters club mm-hmm. you need to take a step back from that because you, that's going to be a constant drip you can only see it one way if you, you, do you know what i mean by the woman haters or the man haters club yeah. Yeah. it's like well yeah that that's the way it is now but here's what it's really about and it's be, and it comes from a long line of men and women haters that it's like and a big thing for me i would have to remind Jeannie a lot through the process honey i'm home team we are a home team if we attack each other we lose exactly you know and one of the major major breakthroughs we had was when you taught us about setting boundaries Mm -hmm. your house because i felt i was such a people pleaser as bad as i am today i was worse then right and i didn't have boundaries i felt obligated to please everybody for whatever reason and you know there there were times where it's like i would let somebody manipulating me control my view of what Jeannie was doing without taking her thoughts or ideas or feelings into consideration because it's this particular person telling me so it must be right but it's not Mm -hmm. you know and i'm not saying don't for a second take it i hope you haven't shut off already (laughs) i hope you're still listening don't take it like you have to eliminate everybody in your life the main the main thing is like Jeannie said it's choose us first right get your feeling you know Get feedback from your spouse when you're around people and something kind of hits you in a weird way. How did you feel about that? Mm -hmm. I didn't like it. Why didn't you say anything? I don't know. I couldn't say anything. So then you decide, do you say something or do you take a step back on purpose and make the decision to spend less time or allow those people to have less influence in your life? Mm -hmm. And that for us 
understanding that it was we choose us, it's home team, let's rely on each other. Nobody knows what we're going through like us. We have a third party that gives us great feedback, accountability. That's you. Mm-hmm. Um, we have that third party who can help us through the really difficult situations because some of this you have to just fall flat on your face and be willing to give each other the freedom to learn. Right. But when it comes to the people that are in your life, your marriage is so sacred. There should be a very few number of people that are allowed to speak into it and who you speak about it. I just don't like to go out and badmouth my wife or like some men do talk about their old lady. Yeah. It's like, you know, whether it's about sex, guys look at me. There are guys that I work with and that I'm friends with that look at me so weird because I'm not a porn guy. Mm -hmm. But it's like, yeah, but while you're with your wife, you could actually be with this woman. It's like, I said, dude, repeatedly I've said this. When I'm with my wife, there I don't want to think about any other woman in the world right. but her. She's the only person I give that to. Yeah, but this, that, no. This is serious business to mm-hmm. me. She deserves every bit of me and my heart and my soul and my right. concentration and my thoughts. God forbid I, I think of another woman while I'm, while I'm having sex with my wife. Are you it? I almost like, are you a freaking idiot? That's one really. way to lose parts and pieces. Just right. Just throwing it out there. You know? <laughs> but so they it, truly believe that. I mean, they truly, they they have convinced themselves that what they're doing is okay. Everybody does it. Boys will be boys. You always hear that that phrase, boys will be boys. Yeah. And I don't think people really know the um, addiction the the frontal lobes that it connects to get you addicted just as you would be doing drugs yeah it's just like a, it's like oh porn is, is just this no it's not right. that for me so it you know what what was big to us was we were kind of forced into it to get closer to each other the, some of the sickness from the kids some of it had to do with you know, what the babysitters did to the kids, mm-hmm. us feeling like failures because we trusted people with our children, right. uh, surgeries and sickness. And some of these things just really forced us together, having friends and family, you know, move away and start a new life with where they were. It forced us together. And then getting a third party involved really helped us, a very positive third party in yourself, and then learning to set boundaries and what's acceptable what's not acceptable, no matter who it is, mother, father, sister, brother, aunt, uncle, best friend from 20 years ago, does not matter who it is. You have chosen this person. Exactly. And this is, this is now number one. This is your home team that matters. And, and that's coming to those grips, setting those boundaries and not wavering from it mm-hmm. and speaking up when people try to, to put that negativity or that slander or, you know, degrading talk into your life, it's like, no, right. that's not, it's not going to happen. I know it, it, I, I know that I've shared this with you before and I share it, you know, with a lot of people that I talk to in regards to having those people 
um, speak into your life. It's like you really do have to be careful to pick and choose who it is that is speaking into your life. Because if you tell me who you hang out with, I'll tell you where you're going to be. Because the people you hang out with are huge influencers in your life. So Mm -hmm. pick them, pick them wisely. And it is such good advice that you do not, you really do pick the people that you're going to confide in that are mature enough to know in this moment, they're just having a bad moment. It doesn't make that person a bad person or whoever it is that they're talking about. They're just having a bad moment in their marriage. And you don't go outside of it and just totally um, view that person in that light. And so many times family does that because we all take it so personal. It's like, this is my daughter or this is my son. This is, you know, who, however you're related. And then that's the filter that you see this person through is because they hurt my daughter or they hurt my son. Mm-hmm. And that's not an everyday thing. That was just a moment in time. So it is, it's, it's great advice. What, what you guys, um, have learned through the years, it's like, um, the, um, hard road of learning things yeah. <laughs> that, that you guys have definitely, definitely walked through. So the tool you gave us that really helped was the house, the visual of drawing out my house and okay, my bedroom is my intimate space and that's for my husband only. Mm-hmm. my kitchen is my intimate space in my home. This is, th- these are the people that get to know the real me, my heart, what's going on. They get the unfiltered version of me. Mm-hmm. And you have your living room. This is where some people come and they get some of my heart, but they don't get all of it. Cause there's just some things that are not okay for everybody. Right. And I don't really want their opinion in it. And then you have your front porch these are the people that are kind of acquaintances and maybe I'll let you in eventually, but you're not there yet. Then we got across the street. <laughs> I've, I've got people in my yard and I got people across my street. If you're across my street, you haven't seen me in a really long time and you never will again. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're in my yard, you might see me on occasion, but you get surface because it's learning who values what you have to say, who values how you feel about something. I mean, look back at what we've been through or put yourself in your own situation and look back at what you've been through. Who was there? Not just there to talk in your ear, but who was actually there? Right. They listened, they helped, they stepped in. They didn't try to change you or what was going on. They were just there. Now look at who's there now. Right. That's a complete difference. That for me and him was a huge eye opener. It's like, wow, look at how many people have just let themselves out. Look at how many people now just come to us when they really just want information. They don't really want to be part of it. Yeah. They just want to know something to say they know something. Mm -hmm. The knowers. (laughs) And then they want to give you advice or they want to tell everybody else what they think about it. Look at those things honestly take a hard look at it and decide where am I valued? Where is my spouse valued? If you don't value my husband and I can see that I'm going to tell him we're cutting that one off. Right. It, and he has the same right to tell me, you know what, that person doesn't really have your best. They're not helping you. Yeah. You know, it's, it's calling out, you behave this way when you're around this person giving your spouse permission to say, I'm, I'm noticing these things about you when you're around this person mm-hmm. or around these things. Okay. Then it's time for us to both take a step back and look at it objectively and say, this isn't going to work for us. Right. 
I'm a firm believer that you teach people how to treat you. As much as, as much as we say, you know, this person treats me this way or this person, you know, does this or does that, we've taught them that that is acceptable along the way in the relationship. Mm -hmm. You teach people how to treat you. And when you have boundaries, it's not boundaries to say, it's not boundaries in a negative way. It's boundaries for the sake of the relationship. And so many times we look at boundaries in a negative light. Well, you know, I have boundaries and we use that to manipulate a situation instead of looking at it. This is to save the relationship. This is to add to the relationship. So a lot of times we have to ask ourselves when we do have these boundaries that we put in our lives, am I doing this as a punishment? Am I doing this as a manipulation? Am I doing this to say, like, this is your boundary, you're not allowed in my life? Or am I doing this for the protection of the relationship, that this is the boundary so that we can move forward in this and that we can grow and, and, and um, open ourselves up more to each other because we've placed these boundaries and there's like this acceptance and there's this respect there and then you could move forward I if that makes sense i think that is a great point of clarification if you're creating a boundary let's say you have a relationship that's in the kitchen mm -hmm. very close intimate with your family and they make you mad because they don't do what you want and it's not because it's an unhealthy situation and you put them out in the street that's punishing somebody exactly so it does it does take it does take some clarifying it does you know there you know there was just there was people in uh in our life that were kind of toxic and we put There's, up with that's it that's a huge difference and 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 some of these people you know you for for lack of a better term you're going to move them to the front yard that doesn't mean that they never come back in the living room. But the main priority is building and strengthening your marriage. It's what you chose. That is what we chose. Right. And we didn't have great examples to look at and say, they chose them first. Mm-hmm. They don't understand it. That's, that's where we decided to become like Jeannie said, we decided to become what we would love for our children to choose that type of a relationship. Right. I am showing my daughters how a great husband and father should carry himself. Mm -hmm. She is showing our daughters, and this is our outlook, and they may have a different opinion, but she's showing them how a great mother and wife and mother should look right how you and and we fail and when we fail we talk it over with the kids to mm -hmm. let them know this hey this was low i missed it it's wrong but we live our life by a standard and it's to say that i want you to see what a great healthy relationship is right i want you to see what that looks like so i'm giving you a great example I don't want I don't want my daughters to grow up and be a part of the man haters club. That's terrible for a relationship. It's so true. Because then you can never really be an authentic couple. 
because you have a predetermined idea of what this dumb man is capable of, and he'll never be capable of more. Exactly. And the same for women. You know, if you're a part of the Women Haters Club, your buddies or your dad or your brother, you know, it's like, uh, you know, she's only good for this. Right. No. No, that's not true. And I, we're, we are co-equals in this relationship and, and the journey that goes. I mean, we, we are co-equals with one another, mm-hmm. and we've decided how we're going to communicate exactly. and how, how we're going to approach um, our time together. We're working on the money thing, which is a bitter struggle with us, um, how we address our kids, um, how we address our friends. What is okay for people to say? What's we not, or what you know? What's what we want to challenge if our friends or family bring something? It's like what's okay to share with certain people, mm-hmm. and those are parameters that you set not to shut yourself out, but to build trust with each other. Right. Because when you're a part of those clubs, you develop distrust with each other. Because so you, you're always wondering, like, are they talking about me? What are they saying about me? What was, are they? It builds so much insecurity in the relationship and so much dist- distrust. And those aren't things that you want to build your marriage on. Yeah. You, you, would never, you would never catch me bad-mouthing my wife or saying things behind her back that I wouldn't say to her face. Mm-hmm. And we went through that a little bit. I think we all do. We all learn hard lessons in, in that sense. So I think um, this was a great, great episode. I enjoyed it. Hopefully you listeners out there can take away some stuff and really evaluate who you have in your life and evaluate who you're speaking to and, and what voices you're allowing to speak into your marriage. Evaluate what you're bringing to the table, dude. <laughs> True. Evaluate that. Because you chose her and she chose you. So choose us. Choose us. And if you're having a hard time, reach out to us. Reach out to coach at manversusmarriagepodcast.com and let us help you learn how to choose us. And all we need is a willing, a willing team to be coached and your life. It will change your life for the better. Squeak, squeak. (laughs) Gotta love them dogs. All right, Coach. Anything else you want to say? No, I think we, I think we covered it. That was a. My love. Anything you want to say? Okay. Until the next episode. Good night. Now. The podcast. How good do you want your life to be? It's truly about becoming the best version of yourself that's possible. This is Man vs. Marriage. The podcast.